Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies. And today, my guest is Genevieve Adams, who is the writer, director, producer, and star of a brand new, fun movie entitled, I hope I pronounce this correctly, Simpkas and Sorrows. Did I pronounce it okay? Yes, you did. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, you're so welcome. It's a pleasure having you on the show. Wow, there's a lot to this movie. It's a fun movie. I really did enjoy it um, immensely. And uh, so our audience knows, uh, why don't you tell them a little bit about what Simpkas and Ch- uh, Sorrows is all about? Well, Simpkas and Sorrows is a romantic dramedy about about a secular, free-spirited, atheist actress named Agnes, who is my character in the film, who is attempting to convert to Judaism to marry the man that she loves, Levi, played by Thomas McDonald. And it's set in Brooklyn. Uh, we shot around all around New York City. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just a film full of characters. Uh, there's a lot of heart. It uh, takes on some political issues. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we hope it's thought-provoking and, and fun to watch. It, it is thought-provoking. And as I said, there's... There's a lot to it, so it is interesting. One of the reasons I was interested in this, uh, just to give you a little background here, I also was raised Catholic, and I also married a man who was Jewish. And I also started the process of converting at one point in time uh, and decided not to, but for my own personal reasons not to. But uh, anyhow, so I was interested in this story to see where you were going to go with it. Um, my, it's my former husband, and we are still very, 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 very close and good friends through all these years. So that's a nice, the nice part of all of it. But uh, your story was sort of parallel to mine in the in the beginning, except I wasn't pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, that that part wasn't true for me either at the time, um, although I do have a four-month-old now. Oh, congratulations. Um, congratulations. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I've in talking to friends and people about this film, audiences across the country, I've learned that it's true for a lot of people, um, or the story resonates with a lot of people, whether or not they have embarked on an interfaith marriage or they're religious or not religious, the whole process of merging with another family and joining another tribe of people is often full of comedy and and you know pain sometimes and, and difficult things. So um, I, uh, I thought this was a story that I had to share because it it is so uh, relevant and and compelling to so many people. It, it is now. So this story is really based on your life, correct? That's where it started. Uh, there's a lot of things about it that are not about Agnes that are not true about me. But um, I definitely got the inspiration to write the film from my own experiences taking this class that I took with my now husband at Central Synagogue. Um, before we got married. And I ended up not converting either, similar to you for my own reasons, but I thought, you know, it it led to a lot of self-discovery and um, sort of questioning of, you know, life's big questions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is, there's a lot of, you know, even though it's, uh, I think you're right, it's a, it's a dramedy. Uh, There's a, there's a lot of heart to it, but there, you do ask a lot of really interesting questions or thought provoking questions for people who are watching this after the film can start many different conversations. And I always think that's when a film does that, it's a really good film in my, in my opinion, because I always love go and you start talking about it with somebody and go, what, 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 you know, and 
them, it, it stimulates the conversation. And that, that's what you've successfully done with this film. So kudos to you Thank for you. doing that. You're welcome. No, really. So let's talk about some of those uh, questions that you pose in this. What was the, for you, what was the most important theme? Because there are a number of them, but what for you was the most important theme in this picture? That's, that's a great question. I think the organizing theme for me came uh, from the David Foster Wallace, the clip of that speech that I play that Agnes is listening to at the beginning of the film where he talks about um, no one's really an atheist in this world. Like everyone worships something and it's all about what you choose to worship. And the only thing that can really sustain you long term or the only thing that really makes us human beings happy, I hate to use that word, but are fulfilled or satisfied is the little, you know, unsexy things that we do for the people we love. And that I thought that was a really beautiful sentiment. And I think that ultimately most religions, you know, there's different specifics and different rituals, but at the basis, the core of of religions, the good part is very similar and universal. Um, And that is, you know, to love your neighbor and to take care of the earth. And um, at least those are the positive messages I get from a lot of religions. And I think that they, they, there's a thread there, but I really liked anyways, his uh, David Foster Wallace's sentiment. And I thought that was a really um, just important message. And I had never heard it phrased quite in that way and so beautifully said so I wanted to um, explore that and see if I could tell a story that showed people living that that out or figuring that out. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was in this film I thought that was very important and also in in just doing the reading and the research you know know, seeing it written down uh, also was you know something that I would I did want to talk about so I'm so glad you brought that up because it is such a beautiful quote you know and it does say so much and it's deep uh, and again that stimulates the conversation uh, around that. So, what was the most difficult part? Because here you are, you wrote it, you directed it, you produced it, and you starred in it. I mean, you're a tour de force <laughs> to be well, reckoned with. So, out of all, I mean, there's so many things, but let's talk about the actual, uh, you know, it's so hard, and, and we all know this, that's why I do this show, is to highlight independent filmmakers and documentarians because, you know, there's not many places to talk about what they do, but it's so hard to get done what they want to do. So it's always wonderful talking to people who are uh, passionate about what they're doing. And obviously, that's what you have been with this film. But putting it together, how long did it take you to raise the money? What obstacles did you have to, hoops did you have to go through to get it made? So many. And I feel like I'm still going through that. We are, we... um we're lucky that we have a, a distribution deal and we're going to be, the film is going to be released on September 20th and we're doing a limited theatrical release at the Lemley NoHo um, in Los Angeles on, starting on September 16th. Um, so it's been a long road though to get there. You're right. And it's incredibly difficult. Uh, as a tiny film like this to to get off the ground. And we had many delays because of COVID. I'd say that was Mm -hmm. probably one of the biggest obstacles. We were really concerned with everyone's safety and the health and safety of our cast and crew. Luckily, no one got sick and everyone remained well. Um, So that you know, we had a nice little pocket of time in the summer where things were, were better in New York City and we were able to make the film. So I'm still really grateful for that. I can't really believe that we, we actually finally got to shoot the film um, because it took so long. But yeah, it took many years uh, to raise the money and to get the green light to go and, and put together. Then once once we did and once COVID was, um, you know, had allowed us to have this window in the summer to do it, we, we moved pretty quickly. But it's definitely years of like trying to figure it out and putting 
you know, asking people, would if I if I can make this, would you be a part of it? And so I, I sort of like collect people, and then hopefully once you get to the place where you can say, okay, we're finally starting principal photography. Hopefully, most of those people will be there. And I was lucky that I had some people, um, great producers like Matt Ott and Hannah Swayze and um, Jackie Donahue who stuck by me. How long did it, that is great? It's great. To, I, I'm like you. I like to collect people. <laughs> And bring them together with my project, whatever I'm working on, too. So for I lost my question. I was going to ask you, but I have many of them, so it'll come. It'll come back. But as how long did it take you to shoot it? That's what I was going to ask you. How how many days? Twenty one days. Twenty one days. That seems to be the average. I did talk to some Neil Laboot last week, and he said it was eleven days. I thought that was like I know. Oh my god, a feature. A feature. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, some people. Yeah, if you maybe if you have one location, we had a lot of locations. Mm. Or if you have less locations, um, I tend to write stories with a huge cast and a huge number of locations, which is you know crazy. Um, right, right. But we had a great first AD, um, Alex Backus, and I worked with a wonderful cinematographer, Daniel Contaldo, and our crew is just a very intrepid group of hardworking people, and we were able to pull it off. But um, yeah, it's it's a challenge. It's a lot. It is a lot, and especially wearing all the hats that you wore. So what? was you for you again to go back what was uh, out of those hats i mean how hard was it directing yourself in this film you know the part was so close to i mean like i said there was a lot of details about agnes that are not true about me but the tone and the way she speaks and um the sort of dialogue was very close to how i speak and and my mannerisms and things like that so i didn't have to reach very far for the acting which isn't to say that it wasn't a challenge acting is always challenging because you have to be very present in the moment and very open and um um, you know, available to, to everything. So you, in that sense, you know, it is, and it is challenging. Um, but I, I sort of knew who Agnes was. And so I knew what I, what I wanted. So, and we didn't have the luxury of time, so I couldn't go for a million takes, even if I wanted to. So that, uh, that helped. And also acting with Thomas, who's just a great, really smart actor. Um, John Collum is incredible. <laughs> like he's a legend. I, I was so lucky to share the screen with Chip Zion and Julie Halston and Greg Bella and the list goes on and on and on so it's just um Hari Neff so they you know those when you're working with good actors they make you look better and um I just tried to focus on getting the story told and not be super picky about my own performance in the sense that if I could get the lines out and get what was needed out of the scene we would move on well you did a great job with that let's talk about the cast I do want to talk about Thomas McDonald you you worked with him on another film that you did uh he's adorable actually really adorable uh, let's talk about. I, I do want to talk about Harry Neff, and of course, the incomparable John Collum. Uh, Collum. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, I love him. I've always loved him. So let's, yeah, let's talk about the casting, and um, because they're all absolutely wonderful in their roles. So, how did you attract John Collum into this film? Let's start with that. I still can't believe you said yes. I can't believe anyone said yes. <laughs> um, I. Uh, John was just sent the script and his manager was sent the script and passed it on to him and he read it and said he loved it. And one of the things he told me that will stay with me for the rest of my life was that he loved because he was very specific about what he loved about it. And one of the things was like he liked how jagged the dialogue was in the sense that one character would say something and the other character wouldn't necessarily answer that, that person, you know, the way we do in conversations. It's like it's not always so clean and he goes so many scripts are so um written and this feels like people talking and so i, I thought that was for me as a writer that was a great uh, compliment and 
to work with someone who's, you know, had such a storied career in the theater too. It was just a dream come true. Uh, he, yeah, he just liked the script. We just sent it to him. That was, it was pretty great. Why did and, you choose, uh, why did you choose him to send the script to? Um, he was on a list that, uh, Harrison and Scotty, my casting director, sent to me, and he's always been a favorite of mine. I saw him in August Osage County on Broadway, and I was very familiar with his work. So when they put his name on the list, I was like, really? Really? You think he might? And they were like, well, it's worth a try. And so that was sort of, it was sort of a no-brainer. Um, it was their idea, but I was like, well, as soon as I saw his name, I was like, that is genius. That is Nate. And right. he was, and yeah. it just, uh, I'm glad he felt the same way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's wonderful in it. Yeah. And you two are together are really wonderful. Your scenes together are great. Thank you. you know, well, he made it very easy. So, Isn't that nice? <laughs> it's always it really nice when, when that happens. Realize what a professional really uh, looks like. And we shot all of his scenes in one day. It was, I only wish we had more time. Uh, you know, we could have hung out and chatted, but it was it was very uh, rushed because we had such such a tight schedule. But yeah, he's amazing to work like he did under pressure like that and have your first day also be your last day. Um, you know, it's a whirlwind. That is. He's, he's a he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, so let's talk about the um, uh, Thomas McDonald who plays Levi, your husband. Uh, with that name, I don't believe he's Jewish, is he? <laughs> He actually is, and I knew people were going to say that. Um, I was curious. <laughs> I was curious because he's ador- he's adorable, absolutely yeah. adorable. Well, Thomas and I actually grew both grew up in New York City. Thomas's mom is Jewish. Um, his dad is, I think, of Irish descent, hence McDonald. Um, but uh, I just always thought he's such a smart actor, and I didn't want um, somebody like goof. I didn't want it to be like goofy or like sticky about right, right um and i think a lot of men who are jewish and not necessarily like maybe they don't look overtly jewish or they have a name like thomas mcdonald or whatever they still encountered uh they still are jewish and um to me he's very much since i know him from new york and you know manhattan i was like oh yeah that makes sense to Thomas and a Jewish mom. Like everyone in New York has like one Jewish parent <laughs> and like my grandfather was Jewish. So it's like, we're all a little bit Jewish in New York. And, uh, you know, he often gets asked to play sort of different kinds of roles. And I feel like he's a very smart guy. And this, I, I thought the dialogue needed someone who reads that way. Um, and he, to me is also, he's a great person to work with because he's so good at, uh, you know, he's very spontaneous and good at listening on camera so you can uh you know he's really willing to go with the flow and that's i knew i needed that because we were asking a lot of our actors <laughs> yeah 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 again in that short period of time well he's he's adorable with you and you have good great chemistry uh in the film harry neff uh, as uh, plays rabbi cohen and i think she's just adorable in this also she so let's talk about her because that's a great role i mean she's so good she's a scene stealer i have to just tell you she does every scene she's in she steals it so you've just gotta well this film is really fun but watch her performance for sure (laughs) so tell us about it that's what we were looking for when we were casting we were looking for a scene stealer we really wanted this part to be a gift to an actor it had a lot of potential um on the page but Hari certainly brought it to the next level and uh we worked on the sermon the scene the Yom Kippur sermon scene together and she actually gave me um a lot of good material I I started 
to go there in that speech, but she really encouraged me to like fully go there. Um, and, and, and that I'm really grateful for that because I was uh, a little hesitant to get into Israel and Palestine and, and, um, Hari assured me that it was the right moment. And if we did it in the right way, it wouldn't be polarizing. It would just be thought provoking. And I think mm-hmm. we achieved that. So yes. I was really grateful to her for a bunch of reasons for coming onto the project, but uh, she's a terrific actress and a wonderful, um, a wonderful smart person yes yes yeah yeah it, no it's it's she's she's wonderful in it and it's it's i said it's great and that and that is a great uh speech that she gives of that sermon that she gives at that point in time all right i want to talk about your costumes because your costumes were an, almost like another character in this movie so that's did you are those from your closet or did you have a costume designer we had a wonderful costume designer, the amazing Mama Hills, who is actually my mom. Ah, um, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she was, you know, a joy to work with. I'm sure. Um, some of it was from my closet. Some of it was stuff that we got um, just for Agnes. But, yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. I wanted there to be a lot of bright colors on her and um, have her sort of stand out in that way. Because, you know... New Yorkers can dress and I tend to dress a little more drab. And then I I thought that she's sort of this like bright ball of a lot. And so I wanted, I wanted that to be reflected in in the wardrobe and, and on screen. Well, you did, for sure. I mean, as I said, it's like another character in the film. I was like, what is she going to have on next? <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> she was, I will pass that along to Hillary. Yes, please do. <laughs> Mama Hill, for Mama sure, Hills. for sure. Well, you're, I have to just tell you, you and your acting style and the way this film is directed reminded me, while I was watching it, uh, of the wonderful uh, Greta Gerwig. And uh, so I just wanted to know that because it's it just reminded me of how similar your how you both are and how your styles are. So I wanted to ask you, um, who do you admire? What female filmmakers do you admire most and whose um, path do you want to like, you know, do you want to you're, obviously you're blazing your own trail. But is there somebody who you who you like to follow and, and, and see what they're doing next and see if it's something that resonates with you and you would like to um not not copy but certainly emulate emulate well thank you for the Greta Gerwig comparison I have heard it before and I find it incredibly flattering uh hers is definitely a career that you know who wouldn't want to have that kind of career she's she's wonderfully talented and uh versatile and just a great performer and uh, a really great director so I'm I'm in awe of her. I also have always looked up to Sofia Coppola, um, who I think just makes really beautiful films and isn't concerned with, it seems to me, what... She's not trying to make something for an audience. She's making something that she loves and trusting that that, um, there are other people out there like her and she doesn't push anything. It's sort of... She's very good at um, quiet, kind of beautiful Mm -hmm. filmmaking. And Mm -hmm. I, I really admire that. Uh, Nicole Holofsner, I love her films. Yes. I find her just really witty and sharp, and her sense of humor is just always on point. Uh, Rebecca Miller, mm-hmm. who actually made a film with Greta Gerwig called uh, Maggie's Plan. She's made a bunch of films, but um, I think she's really wonderful, and her films are really unique and specific and uh, have some excellent characters. And uh, I mean, there's so many. I 
you know, I love, I love movies. I love the theater and I have, I have a ton of heroes, but those are just a few. Good ones, good ones. I had Sophia Coppola's mother on my show, Eleanor Coppola, who started directing later in life. So that's kind of, you know, oh, I love, oh. I love it that she, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's- it's all in the family there. It is. It is. But, she, you know, it was something that she decided to just do later. And uh, so it was kind of That's fun. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It's never too late to do anything never. you want to do in life. Keep your dreams alive <laughs> and do them. What's next for you? I have another script. Um, I have, as I mentioned, a four-month-old at home. So I'm <laughs> trying to Busy. learn how to juggle motherhood with writing and acting and auditioning and all that stuff so i'm sure once the fall starts hopefully i can take a deep breath uh once we've done the la release and start working more on getting that next film launched uh, but you know there's always always the next one and yeah i'm looking forward to it is your, is your husband involved in the business also no no <laughs> it's <Which is> great <laughs> it's i have in the past dated people in the business and it's it's hard, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough business. And I think it's really nice to, um, actually my husband and I met in college and it's, it's nice to be with someone in a different field because you meet other people and other businesses and other walks of life. And, uh, I mean, in the entertainment business, you meet people from all walks of life, which is why one of the reasons I love it. But, um, yeah, you just, it's, it's nice to be with someone too, that does something different just to get other perspectives on the world. And, um, yeah. So what advice would you give to a young filmmaker coming up right now? Don't wait for anyone to tell you it's okay to do it, especially if you're a woman. It's really hard to have the guts to do it. And people will try and tear you down mm-hmm. <laughs> and say, you know, why, you know, oh, you're really going to write, act, direct and produce. Oh, okay. Just try and tune that stuff out because you don't need permission. Um, if, if you're an artist, you don't need permission and you just need to make the work and create. And that's ultimately, you know, people can stand back when it's done and say whatever they want, but you made something and, and that people can't take that away from you. So I think that that's a really powerful thing to keep in mind and, and something that I think little girls need to be told more often because it is, uh, it's, it's hard to, to be the director and be the boss. And, um, and take control in that way and take ownership, but it's so worth it. It's really rewarding. And, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yes. That's what you love. Yeah. You do have to do what you, you know, what you love out of all the hats that you wear, directing, producing, writing, and acting, which is your favorite? I love acting, but you know, I, I love writing. I don't know. I, they all kind of feed each other. I don't, I don't really see it's weird. Maybe I don't see them as separate so much because they all feed each other. I see myself, I guess, as a as a filmmaker, and I think um, I love making films. I also love make, making plays. So I don't know. If, um, I see myself as an artist and as a make a creator of things. I think they feed each other, and and they're not they're really not that distinct. Um, they the lines are very blurred for me at least, but. Well, Genevieve, I wish you much success with this film, Simpkas and Sorrows. Uh, let people know where it is. Uh, playing, You said it's playing in L.A. and New York? Yes. Well, we just have a limited theatrical release in L.A., which begins on on September 16th at the NoHo Lenly Theater um, in North Hollywood. And then we will be releasing on uh, streaming 
in on September 20th uh, and video on demand. And right now the film is available for pre-order on iTunes. So wonderful. Much success. I look forward (laughs) to having you back on the show with your next project. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Jan. I really appreciate it. Thank you. To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube. Subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampriceshow.com. Thank you for listening. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies.